The Cowboys at the Eagles edition of the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hrfbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. Channel. To celebrate, we're giving away a MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Welcome, everyone, to the Dire and Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Dallas Week. But, of course, we got to break down the Eagles division win, 38-31, over the Commanders. They got down early. Some were saying we were screwed. The game was over. Not having a good feeling about this game, but don't worry. Jalen Hurts to the rescue, dominating, uh, turning himself into the NFC Offensive Player of the Year. Or sorry, week, maybe the year. We'll see. Eagles get the win and the cover if you got it at minus six and a half, 38 to 31. Justin, I feel like we saw a lot of good, a lot of bad in this Eagles game, but let's let's start with the good. What was your favorite positive moment in the Eagles game? Man, that is a good question. Uh, I mean, the Hurts play, like you said, uh, he was able to come back again and, and play well. And, I mean, there's some things to pick apart there, but you want to go over the positive, so that's fine. I think the other positive thing, though, too, is that, you know, the defense actually was getting torched, uh, but Blankenship was able to come back with a clutch interception, which was yeah. nice to see. And speaking of clutch, I mean, we only got one sack, but – Hassan Reddick just seems to have that clutch gene for us and come up big at the end of games. And uh, it was nice to see again. I mean, I think he did it a game or two ago where he was able to come up with a big sack for us. And the guy just seems to to come up big. And that's a, that's what you need, especially if you're going to make it in the playoffs is, you know, when you're kind of down, you need somebody to make a big play and he did it. Yeah. Yeah. And he, it's weird. You don't, you don't, you don't think of a defensive end as a closer, but he seems like he's iced a couple games for us. Huge uh, by him. And yeah, the defense struggled. Uh, I mean, obviously letting up 31 points against the commanders, not great, but uh, did get that turnover by Blankenship. Rob, what's your, uh, what's your big takeaways from this uh, commander's win? Uh, yeah, I guess a couple things. I mean, one, uh, you know, I guess that AJ Brown guy is pretty good. Oh my God. Um, you six, know, again, six weeks eight, in a row over a hundred receptions for yeah. 130 yards, uh, two touchdowns averaging 16.2 yards a catch. Um, I mean, he's just on an absolute tear. I think he's just under a thousand yards now for the season already. Um, you know, it, just really performing at an insanely high level and, and, uh, you know, I was happy to see, I, I keep preaching, you know, uh, some balance that, you know, Devonta Smith almost had a hundred yards as well. Yeah. He had 99 yards. So he was just short of that. He had one TD, um, even got Julio Jones, a TD. So I do think overall it was a better game for the offense. Um, 
you know, wasn't perfect. Uh, still had some turnovers, but uh, definitely, definitely a better game. And and we'll talk about, I guess, some of the uh, you know offensive things. But the defense was the big concern coming out of this game. I mean, they just got torched by Sam Howell for the second time this season. Um, I don't know what it is if we just don't match up well against the Commanders, but uh, uh, man, that was scary. Yeah, it's so weird. The defense, I feel like, has been really hot and cold. I mean that that game against the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins are number one offense, and they did su- they only let up ten points to them. And then Sam Howell, I get it's slightly different. It's on the road. It's a division opponent, but man, they really are hot and cold. And and there's some games where they look amazing. Some games where they look horrific. I, I still don't understand uh, Jalen Carter. Only 19 snaps. I don't know why he's not getting a more snap share. I would like to see that, especially against this Cowboys team. Uh, we got to let Jalen Carter loose. Maybe they were saving him a little bit, um, but yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. And of course, well, he had the back issue, right? Oh, that's he true. You're right. So maybe, and, and Jordan Davis didn't have a bunch of snaps. He had like an ankle thing that came up during the week. Um, so hopefully those guys are hundred percent going into the uh, Cowboys game here. But I, the the biggest issue is the turnover margin. Not only not creating a bunch of turnovers, we did get one clutch one by Reed Blankenship, but then two fumbles, two fumbles inside the five yard line. I mean, even if we only get ten points, really, we should have got fourteen and had like fifty eight or sorry, uh, yeah, forty eight or fifty two points. We should have had way more points than even 38. Uh, Kenny Gainwell with a horrific fumble. And then uh, Jalen Hurts, although, you know, he may be credited with a fumble. Uh, Nick Sirianni revealed it was not Jalen Hurts' fault. He was got pushed <laughs> a little early on the tush push. So Deflection. If, if one of you are trying to say it was his fault, it wasn't. But uh, Rob, uh, tough, tough uh, day for Kenny Gainwell truthers, of which Nick Sirianni appears to be the only one. Uh, as, a, as a Gainwell hater, this had to be a dream game for you. Uh, it's just such a joke. Why are we giving him it. the ball in these situations? Again, we take DeAndre Swift out of the game to give more meaningful, I don't want to say meaningful, but more like, you know, clutch snaps to Kenny Gainwell at the goal line inside the red zone. It literally makes no sense. And today, uh, shout out to, to Brandon Lee Gowden, who had a tweet about Kenny Gainwell. And here's just a couple stats for him. Out of uh, Kenny Gainwell among 39 running backs this season with at least 51 carries, okay? His PFF grade is 39th out of 39. His yards after contact per attempt, 39th. His pass block grade, 33rd. His yards per route, 31st. Um, He's also 39th out of 41 running backs in success rate, whatever that means. I don't know how that's characterized. And he's 42 out of 45 running backs in rush yards over expected per attempt. So, like, there's literally nothing he is doing good so far this season, yet we still go back at him. He's fumbling now, and, you know, he's he's responding to people on social media at halftime, apparently, according to, you know, the reports, uh, which I think the team acknowledged. I, didn't the team basically acknowledge that? I, I mean, the whole thing just doesn't add up. I, I don't understand it. It needs to stop now. Yeah, so a lot to unpack there. They did. Uh, Sirianni said they did talk to uh, <laughs> talk to Kenny Hainwell about his uh, about responding to DMs uh, during halftime. And I mean, uh, come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was, I mean, it is pretty funny. And uh, the troll is hilarious too. He's like, yeah, hey, stop fumbling. And then Kenny Gainwell basically tells him to fuck off. And then the guy's like, hey, what are you doing? You should be in the game. He's like, well, you're, you're DMing me. He was probably like open to the DMs. Hopefully some you know lovely ladies sent him some photos and said, just getting heckled by, uh, why are these guys DMs open? I don't get it. Uh, Rob, you posed an interesting question in the group text uh, today by saying, who's a bigger loser, Quez Watkins or Kenny Gainwell? And I said, Kenny Gainwell did have six catches. Has there ever been a game where uh, Quez Watkins had uh, six catches? And the answer is no. He's uh, been in the league since uh, 2021. And uh, (laughs) he has two games with five catches. He does not have a six catch game. So I, I will, if I was trying to defend Kenny Gainwell, which I'm not, I would point out he did have six catches for 30 yards, couple, couple nice ones, but. My analysis is the same with Gainwell. Like those should be going to Boston Scott or just basically anyone else than Gainwell. He hasn't been explosive at all. Yeah, I think what you're seeing with Gainwell is you you have a backup running back being put in situations where a starter should be put in in certain circumstances. I mean, Rob ran off those stats, which are good. I mean, uh, I mean, pointing out you know some of his shortcomings, but the other thing though too is with that pass blocking. He's actually better than Swift on that list. I mean, you read that Gainwell's 33rd. Swift is actually 36. So going back to last week where we're talking about the pass blocking, um, I mean, that was a cherry pick stat from the Dolphins game. Uh, but in this case, Gainwell's actually better there. And believe it or not, Gainwell's actually better receiver than Swift in PFF as well. He's 32nd. Swift's actually 34th. So, I mean, I'm not trying to defend Gamewell, but I'm also saying that like Swift isn't also the answer here. You got to be able to mix it in with a backup running back, which is essentially what Gamewell is. But they're giving him these reps in situations where, you know, your starter should be getting. And I'm fine with uh, moving Boston Scott into the mix as well. He just has a small sample size right now to compare him to. So do you? Man, it sure gonna, sounds like Justin is uh, Kenny Gainwell's biggest fan. You're gonna order your Gainwell jersey today, Justin? No, I'm just pointing out that like you have a backup running back in these positions where he they're giving him too many reps. It's like signing, you know, a good a good basketball player who has great stats for 15 minutes, but then you try to keep him in the whole game. He can't do it. He's not he's not uh, meant for these positions. He's a yeah. good role player. He's not a starter. And I would say that I would even take it another level. I would say he was a much better role player last year, even like in the playoffs and even the second half of the season, I thought he did a much better job, you know, spelling miles Sanders. He had some nice plays in the playoffs. There had that one massive game against the giants and we're not seeing anywhere close to that. So no, not at all. And his rookie season, his rookie season was even better than last season. If you look at the stats on PFF. He's yeah. just unfortunately gotten worse and worse. And I mean, I think also the reason he was in there is he was out for that Vikings game. Swift gave up a sack and Penny had that penalty. And I felt, I feel like they thought that they could go back to him for that pass blocking uh, insurance. But, you know, he's been subpar at this point, even though he's real question is how can Penny not even get on the field at all, uh, yeah. you know, over Gainwell, over Scott, I mean, he's not even getting in. I don't know what is going on there. Yeah, there. He's just not active most games because um, I just don't think they're going to activate that fourth running back. He it must be not 
Uh, must not be playing much special teams. I'm really surprised because, you know, Rashad Penny's issues were mostly like injury related. And like when he was healthy, he had some big games, even going back to last year. And he's just like, he, he's just mostly inactive. It's, um, I don't know. It's tough to make sense of why they're not at least giving him a look, especially with Gainwell struggles. I mean, I, I, I mean, he's Sirianni is a very loyal guy. Um, and, and I think they liked what he did last year, Gainwell, but at some point it's like, dude, this is not this version of Gainwell in 2020. It was, it was funny though, after he fumbled, I mean, what was it towards the end of the half? I, I could be misremembering, but they, they threw to Gainwell three plays yeah. in a row. It was kind of cracking me up. It was almost like Johnson was trying to prove something there to say like, yeah, he, he still deserves to play. <laughs> he uh, is awesome guys. Believe me. <laughs> Hey, uh, Jalen Hurts balled out, and everyone was worried. What's up with his knee? Knee looked pretty good, uh, seemingly. Do you think he's he didn't run much last game, Justin? You think he's running less because of the knee, or just because the pass was the passing? Oh game? yes, I think his knee is a huge concern. It almost looked like he was limping. Yeah, there was, uh, or he right, was there actually was. limping, and then I read. I thought it took. They said he was late to his press conference after the game because they were working on his knee there. So it was like a few hours just like trying to figure it out. So it seems like it's, it's gotten worse. And um, hopefully, you know, he's able to pull it together for Dallas here. Then we, we get the bye week and he could heal up a little bit because uh, I think it would, if he, if it's like it was this past game, I mean, it seemed like you tweaked it even more. It could be a, a lingering issue then throughout the season. I mean, if it hurts so much that he throws for 319 yards and four touchdowns, I guess we could live with that. The guy's a winner. He is. Love this stat. Uh, there was a, there was always like, oh, Jalen Hurts isn't clutch. Uh, the Eagles just get up against bad teams and blah, blah, blah. Jalen Hurts, when tied or trailing in the 2023 NFL season, 72.7 completion percentage, 1,202 yards, 10 touchdowns, zero interceptions, 118.3 rating, tied for first completion, tied for fifth touchdown, tied for first interception, passer rating first as well. Certainly, certainly the turnovers have been way worse this year, but if he can just clean those up a little bit, or if they can, you know, Dallas Goddard can stop dropping balls or getting early tush pushes. Basically he's, he's having an amazing season. He's certainly in the mix for MVP. Justin, I know you have an MVP ticket. I have it on my desk. How are you feeling about the Hertz MVP case right now? I'm feeling good. I mean, I was comparing him to Mahomes and those stats, and it looks like he's in a, a better situation now that Mahomes had that that bad game this past week. So, yeah, I mean, I'm feeling more and more confident. He just needs to stay healthy, not miss any games, and maybe he's able to pull it together in the end. The only thing that does suck is, I mean, it's weird. You look at other fans who don't like Hurts, and they just go, oh, it's his team. AJ is, you know, lifting him through all this, you know, he's, he's actually the guy, but who's, who's making these incredible passes to AJ, you know, putting it where he knows only AJ can get it. And I mean, uh, AJ amazing as Rob pointed out, you know, awesome season. He's got the three, the six straight 125 plus yards receiving game. He now has, he's averaging more yards than rice, Tio and Moss. That's crazy. Point three, which is amazing. Granted, you know, the longer your career gets and you age, it might go down, but 
it's pretty awesome. But I mean, uh, Hertz, man, he's making it happen. And some of the windows you see him throw throw in are pretty awesome. And that, I mean, that, uh, that one handed catch AJ Brown had, I it's crazy. He's had two awesome one handed catches. One that this one from the uh, commanders game in the end zone, that one was amazing. And then that one handed catch across the middle when they were playing the Rams uh, that he pulled that one in, that was Mm. electric. So Hertz, AJ Brown, just, just amazing. Just incredible. Rob, we're witnessing history, right? I mean, look, yeah, he's playing lights out. Uh, they're a great duo right now. You could argue maybe the best QB uh, wide receiver duo in the league. They're certainly right up there. So um, let's hope it continues and, and they keep rolling. But, uh, you know, absolutely. It's hard not to be happy with anything uh, A.J. Brown's done this season. I think the only play that I can remember that annoyed me was that one deep ball uh, where it felt like he stopped running yeah. and maybe it was a miscommunication and, and it could have been a completion. But other than that, he's been pretty flawless. Yeah, he's been dominating. All right, let's check out uh, stuff around the league and then get to the Eagles versus the Cowboys. Ho, 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 ho. Well, first off, got some uh, Josh McDaniels, first coach fired. So unfortunate for me, a guy who had Ron Rivera, uh, first coach fired. That would have been a nice hit there. And commanders seem to be unraveling. Chase Young traded, Montez Sweat traded. I, it, they're just seemingly blowing it up. Although now they play the Patriots this week, uh, who have looked also horrific. Any thoughts on, uh, I mean, are the commanders tanking? Well, just to go back, Sean, before we talk about the commanders, I mean, it is interesting that, you know, McDaniel's first coach fired and we were talking earlier today about the, you know, kind of Belichick coaching tree, so to speak, as good as like the Andy Reid ones kind of been. And, you know, people talk about that. I mean, has there been a coach that's come out of the Belichick coaching tree that's really been successful in the NFL? I'm not sure that there has been. No, I mean, Flores had a little bit of a run there, right? And then that, that went to shambles. So no, I don't think so at this point. Yeah, I mean, no one has uh, even even uh even Dable is now 11 uh 13 and 1 as a uh, as a head coach. They're all just a bunch of losers. And if you look at Belichick himself, he had a losing record in Cleveland and he had a losing record his first year in New England. Uh he was like a decently sub 500 coach until uh Tom Brady came to town and and as soon as Brady left, he hasn't had a winning uh season as well. So maybe Maybe he was just lucky to draft Tom Brady, but uh, any any thoughts on the trade deadlines in general? We we did get fired a uh, week before, but other than that, Howie didn't make any moves. Justin, was there was there someone you had your eye on? Something you wish they would have done? I mean, I I could have been talked into a running back. Derrick Henry didn't make sense. I don't know who would have been that kind of second running back to maybe replace Gainwell, but um, a- anything you wish Howie would have done. No, I don't know. Um, as you said, the running back was something that, yeah, I think potentially we could have uh, used the guy at that. Uh, but the issue is, is like how much do you want to give up for that, right? Um, we get, we got Julio as well, which was nice. Actually, yeah. it seems to yeah, be panning right. out. He had that clutch um, touchdown in the end zone this past game, and uh, it seemed like everybody on the team was happy for him, which was awesome to see. I've yeah. never seen so many guys like linemen turn around immediately and like run after him. Yeah, they um, probably all all played with him in Madden, and so like, ah, oh, I know <laughs> that guy's famous. 
And I and uh, if you listen to our uh, show on Veasan Friday nights, nine o'clock Pacific, uh, I gave out Julio Jones anytime touchdown eight to one as one of my prop bets. So that was that was a pretty nice cash. But no, I think how he, uh, I think he played it right. Um, and even if he had done something different, I, I wouldn't have gone against what he had to do because it's Howie. I think he does it all right. But um, yeah, why give up picks if you don't need to? It seemed like we might try to go for something, maybe an offensive lineman. But then, what are you going to be able to get at that point? I mean, guys have been getting a little dinged up here and there. Uh, but no, I, I'm happy with what we got. I like the Bayard one. I like Julio Jones. Um, yeah, I think we're in a good spot. There was some chatter um, that we were at least exploring or one of the teams interested in Jalen Johnson from the Bears. Uh, I believe he's a cornerback. Um, I wouldn't have hated that. Um, you know, one thing that does make me nervous is our corners are older, Bradbury and Slay. I, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. say they haven't played well, but I also don't think they've played elite uh, by any means so far this year. So, uh, certainly I would never hate to have a good young corner on the team, but obviously that didn't pan out. Yeah. And, and Slay did come up with that big interception in the dolphins game, but I, I feel like Bradbury and Slay, you know, and they, they, uh, Slay missed that game. I think Bradbury's missed a, a couple there. Like they, they do seem hot and cold almost, um, like the rest of the defense 49ers also lost. That was awesome. I mean, now they're five and three. Uh, Justin, who would you say is the, I mean, Seattle's actually in first place right now. Uh, you know, Detroit's up there. We're playing the Cowboys, but outside of the Cowboys, who do you think is our biggest competition in the NFC? I mean, I still think it's the Niners. Um, I don't really believe in Brock Turdy, but, um, you know, in that system, uh, you know, they get Debo back. We play him. I, I think they're the, the team to beat still after that. Um, I'd probably say Seattle. They just seem to have a, a solid, cohesive team. And I don't know if teams take them seriously every time they play them, you know, hmm. um, especially going into Seattle. It's always a tough place to play a team. Taking a quick break to talk about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. Love a good parlay. And uh, Hall of Fame bets makes it so easy to bet on parlays because you're betting smarter. They help you figure it out. You get hit rates breaking uh, broken down by each leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire play. Sort all, all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have some value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. And, of course, uh, make sure to check out our MMA Gambling Podcast contest. They just launched their YouTube channel. And we're giving away a free hoodie, so just head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. Yeah. Uh, Gino with the turnovers though, that is kind of worrisome. Yeah. I noticed you didn't include the giants who, uh, did lose a game. I mean, the giants lost to the jets was I've seen a lot of blown games. It's crazy. They had negative nine passing yards, but I think they're like win expectancy was like 95% there at the end of the game. Graham Gano misses a field goal. Zach Wilson hits like one pass and then one deep uh, pass interference. They they somehow get the field goal team out. I, I mean, Rob, how is Brian Dable not on the hot seat? <laughs> I mean, he like, should be. Uh, you know, they are just 
What a mess. I mean, first of all, how can you have negative pass yards? Like you can't hit one 10 yard screen to a running back or something. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, an, it's, that's an insane stat. And not to mention there was some kind of insane number of punts. I think there was like 15 punts in the first half alone or yeah. I, I, I think it was 20, wrong. 24 for the entire game. I think it was like yeah, 11 I mean, and like, 13. Man, uh, I feel bad for people sitting in the rain watching that game. Um, <laughs> that would suck, yeah. 24 punts, the most in an NFL game since 2003. So, historic. Chris, Chris Long actually had a good point. He's like, what was Dayball thinking, you know, taking the kick at the end of the game? He's like, you have minus nine passing yards. You have DeVito <laughs> as the quarterback. Zach Wilson's on the other side. He's like, yeah. the best chance of winning that game actually was – to kick it to the Jets, hope your defense stops them, and then at least get the ball in decent field position because you weren't going to be able to go down the field and score with DeVito. I know. Uh, Jets and Giants were 0-18 on third downs in the first half. That, <laughs> how is that? And so, a correction, the, the win probability for the Giants got up to 96.1% uh, as they went to kick a field goal with 28 seconds left. Wow, that is... That is just ineptitude on. on I also Kramer. saw uh, how's, how's Kramer dealing with it, Sean, this week. <laughs> oh, he's just in total denial. It's great. Uh, but, you know, was, Danny, Daniel Jones is coming back. They're good. Was uh, Ryan <laughs> upset with how quickly they spotted the ball at the end of the game? Because they saw like Boomer Esaias, and I think it was, was like, Oh, the ref has to actually place the ball down. He can't just tap it. <laughs> yeah, well, the the center did. I rewatched that play. The center did set it down, and then the ref came in and and touched it and barely moved it. Whatever. Like the ref should try. Yeah. And, the ref should try and and spot that quick so teams have a shot. But um, yeah, that was just a hilarious, comical end to a a disgrace of a game. But hey, we don't got a disgraceful game coming up. We got an amazing one: Cowboys at the Eagles. Eagles right now, and I'll double check. They've been hanging around as uh, three point favorites, uh, although some 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 spots have maybe been playing around a little bit with the two and a half. Um, it'll be interesting to see what it closes at, but and and what the total is. I can pull this up uh, in just a second here. Um, yeah, I mean, this is uh, I'm getting jacked for this game. I mean, Eagles, Giants, this is, uh, yeah, it's minus three, total sitting at 47. I feel Eagles, like the Cowboys. Past, yeah. I feel like the past few times the Eagles have played uh, the Cowboys, it's either uh, Dak isn't healthy or Jalen Hurts isn't healthy. The game doesn't mean anything. This is really, uh, this is really a good spot. Both teams are healthy. Both teams are ready to go. Uh, both teams coming off a really good offensive game. I'm looking at our injury report. Uh, Jordan Davis limited, uh, but Jalen Carter full participant. That's good. Cam Jurgens sounds like he could come back. Uh, that would be a nice boost for the Eagles' offensive line. But uh, Justin, we'll start with you. Eagles, Cowboys. What do we got to yeah. see? Let's talk offense. What do you What do you want from the offense? What do you You're draw You're Sirianni. You're drawing up the game plan. What is there going to be a lot of? I mean, I'm going to be concerned about how slow Hertz has been with throwing the ball lately. I mean, he's, he's what throwing it. Time to throw. He's at uh, just over three seconds. Uh, if you look at who Dallas has played and what they've been able to do. Quarterbacks have been averaging about 2.7 seconds to get the ball off. 
Danny actually, Danny Dimes uh, th- was throwing it around as quickly as Hurts in that game, and he got sacked seven times. So I think the the thing we need real quick uh, from Hurts is, you know, he's got to make the read quick, got to be able to get the the ball out of his hand. Um, yeah, he's mobile, but I think we got to look to the to pass the ball fast and quick, get it out. Rob, offense, Eagles. What do we got to see? What do we got to do? Well, I mean, first of all, and I won't use this as my thing, but we can't turn the ball over. They have a solid defense, uh, good defense. Um, and if we keep having, you know, we're not going to keep winning all these games, losing the turnover battle. I mean, we've yeah. lost the turnover battle uh, uh, the majority of our games, I think. And, yeah, and I can't you're, not gonna, you're not going to keep getting lucky winning these games. So, uh, you know, again, that's kind of number one. But I think you know, it's going to be interesting because I think when we beat them with, with Steichen, they kind of had a game plan running the read option kind of right at Mika Parsons, right? And they yeah. forced him to commit one way or the other, either to commit to Hertz, in which case they would throw it or flip it. Or if he didn't commit, then, you know, Hertz would, you know, kind of run and, and get some yards. And I think with the knee, that, that might be a tough game plan to achieve. One, it doesn't it seems like we're just not running that style of offense as much this year, but you know, so I think we're going to have to account for Mika Parsons. I mean, obviously we have a good offensive line, um, but I think, you know, we're just keep feeding AJ Brown. I mean, I don't know, you know, he's just unstoppable right now. So let's just keep working that. And I do think you have to establish the run against them. I don't, I think, you know, their offense was hot last game. You don't want to just have three and outs and give them the ball and let them score quick. Uh, especially with our defense coming off some struggles. So I do think if you can milk the time of possession a bit, that would be in our favor in this game. And, you know, historically here, we've been pretty good at at winning the time of possession battle. Yeah. And I, I think this is a, uh, I think this could also be a Dallas Goddard game. Who's kind of come to life in these past few weeks. You look at what George Kittle did against the, uh, the, the Cowboys at home. He had three catches, 67 yards, but three touchdowns. So if we can get uh Goddard going in space, like you said, AJ Brown just remains unguardable. It's, it, it's really bonkers uh, how good he's been and every sort of like, gotta have it play. Uh, we always end up going to AJ Brown. Of course, you also have to get Kenny Gainwell involved early and often. Make sure he gets his <laughs> snaps in. <laughs> uh, I think there's. I think overall there's a there's like a physicality uh, approach that again, I, looking at the 49ers blueprint for how they blew out the Cowboys, 42 to 10. They they brought some physicality. They 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 had some uh, fullbacks going in space. They ran the ball a bunch, kind of down their throats, and and created some good opportunities over the top. So, just bring the heat physically. Don't don't be afraid to take it to them. I love that we're getting Jurgens back. I love how healthy our offensive line is. And with this offensive line with Jalen Hurts, they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be a tough out. So love what I'm seeing. Overall and and yeah, AJ Brown just not guardable. But Rob, what about the flip side defense? Who is oh. who, do, who do we got to stop? Who's going to beat us? I mean, uh, hopefully Jalen Carter is back. It seems yeah. like he's trending to play because I think he will go a yeah, long way. Full to, participant uh, today in practice, so that's that's you know, to to shutting down their their run game. You know, I feel good about our defensive line against the run. You know the. 
the problem is we haven't been getting a ton of sacks. I mean, we're we're playing well, they're getting pressure, but not a ton of sacks. And I do think Dak obviously is a guy that if you can get pressure on him, he he's good for a turnover or so. Um, so I do think that's the key. It's going to start up front, and and whether that's stopping the run or just making Dak uncomfortable, even if you're not getting sacks, just make him uncomfortable where he has to rush or he has to. Uh, you know, make a bad decision. I, I think that's really what it's going to come down to, especially given our secondary struggles. You know, I am hoping, uh, you know, it'll be Bayard's second week. Um, I think he was okay the first week. It doesn't seem like he was a standout by any means, but in fairness to him, he also got here on like a Wednesday and played on a Sunday. So yeah, I think he'll benefit from the extra week. And, you know, I think we need to see a little more out of N'Kobe Dean too. I, I think he's he was very average last week. Um, and, you know, I, he's a guy that I was super high on when we drafted him, and he just hasn't shown anything so far. So, I'd really like to see him step up and it would probably help us a lot on those crossing routes over the middle. Yeah. Something to, something to kind of knock that down. Justin, what are we defense? Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? No, I thought, uh, oh, no, I was just going to mention Dean actually had 12 tackles last game. He was our team leader there. He only played 50 snaps actually. Mm. Uh, he did get in on a few pressures. I think okay. on Howell there, okay. but definitely has, uh, been struggling. <laughs> what was that, Justin? Are you getting some like feedback in your AirPods? Sorry about that. Just uh, you know, somebody on the intercom system here just chiming okay. in. Somebody <laughs> wanted to get on the podcast. Apparently, I don't know. Cameo. All right. <laughs> awesome. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, I agree though. He's he's slacked a little bit in coverage here. So if he could step up and be able to, you know, be able to attack in the middle of the field and and stop some of those uh, those short passes, it'd be clutch. Um, with that said, I mean, I, stopping Dak, I think is is going to be huge for us here. Trying to at least, I don't know if you guys have looked at his stats the last three games he's played us, but he's averaged almost eighty percent um, completion rate. 11 TDs and one interception and he's averaged about 300 yards a game against us the last three games. So, uh, it's going to be, it's going to (laughs) be big for our defense to go against him, especially since, you know, last game we struggled against Howell and I'm actually really surprised we didn't spend more time on it. I feel like if it had been Gannon last year, it would have been, you know, the whole first segment. Um, (laughs) well, I was just going to say in fairness to those stats that was with Gannon. So, uh, with a grain of salt and also to be clear, Rob did fire Desai multiple times. (laughs) Yes, you're right. He he was, uh, you know, he was trending up and he really took a huge step back last week. If Gannon listening to the podcast and going, Oh, now, now I'm out of town. Rob goes easy on the defensive coordinator. Rob did try and fire multiple times. Uh, I think getting pressure on Dak is key. So I would like us to to really um, turn up the blitz um, against him. We've been blitzing at about the same rate we have last year. And it was funny. People were really harping on Gannon that we need to blitz more. And we're only uh, blitzing, I think, at a th- uh, 3% more of a clip here with the size. So it seemed like we were getting, uh, getting a lot of pressure on Howell early in the game when we blitzed a few times. Um, I'd like to see that against Dak here, you know, get him a little um, uneasy and hopefully let our line start to take over after that. 
Yeah. I mean, to me, Tony Pollard's kind of washed. I'm not really that worried. And we're really good at stopping the run. I'm not really worried that much about it. I think if we're, if we're going to get beat, it's going to be a guy like CD lamb who, you know, maybe gets one-on-one with Bradbury or Darius Slay and has some, some success. He had 12 catches, 158 yards, two touchdowns against the Rams. Like that's how, and that's why this Cowboys team, they're kind of a front running team. If they get up and they get, they get up early, they can kind of build on that lead and they can beat up on bad teams. But every time where they've had to face off against a decent team, um, they've kind of struggled. So, and they, and they struggled against, uh, you know, another Gannon led uh, team uh, for uh, the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, which was their other loss, but even against the chargers, they didn't look particularly good, but uh, they can beat up against bad teams like the Pats, uh, like the jets, like the giants there. So I think the key is hanging around early. Don't let them jump out to a big lead and get that confidence going, but really don't let CD lamb beat us. Like just it, 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 anything you're going to give up, give it up underneath and make them like matriculate the ball down the field. Cause I do think that's how eventually Dak comes through with a nice mistake. Even last week had an interception, even though he uh, in, in a good game, there is disgusting as it is um, to, to almost compliment uh, Dak there. Uh, Jerry Jones, uh, Justin, you had this quote, doesn't want to quote, poke the bear ahead of the Cowboys and Eagles. Uh, I imagine there'll be a little extra motivation because it's Dallas, but um, <laughs> what, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you make of that? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. He's he's finally figured out, like, hey, maybe I shouldn't talk shit before games and be overly confident because it doesn't seem to work out for me. But uh, with that said, uh, I, which I think was smart of him, right? Don't give us any bulletin board material. But I don't know if you saw what Dak said. He said, well, when, when they asked him about Jerry, you know, saying that, he said, well, pour honey on me, uh, meaning, you know, bring it essentially. He likes the shit talking, so... I mean, he gave us some bulletin board material, which is nice. Uh, hopefully our uh, defense can take that and, you know, uh, take it to him in this game. Yes. Um, and, of course, uh, Reddit Roast is uh, is always a fun one. And uh, we, they were talking about the uh, tush push and uh, – and, uh, how, well, uh, you know, whatever it's unstoppable, da da da, and then, <laughs> or someone chimed in. Oh wow, they really love uh, pushing that guy's butt. And then one of the one of the first comments was, "Can you blame them?" So uh, <laughs> they really, it is it is amazing how many posts about the uh, about the tush push. Like we're clearly in other fan bases' heads uh, so much with this play. It's it's bizarre. Yeah, it's uh and it's so stupid too. Like it's a legit play. Um, you know, just back off and if you want to pull it off, go for it. <laughs> and this this is another great uh Reddit roast punts uh post. Uh the just the, the thread's titled Sirianni's punch in the mouth. As the title suggests, <laughs> I want this game to be Sirianni's punch in the mouth. He's a great coach, but beyond all that is a spoiled child aura that exudes the way he prances around on the sideline, mocking other teams. What happened to being professional, being poised? This is no way to hate or put shame on the man, but the Cowboys need to show up for this game. And we're all positive that they know this as well. <laughs> like, it is funny. Third- <laughs> it is funny how much other 
people, other fans hate Sirianni. And I kind of understand it because some of those slow-mos and the clips you see of him on the sideline, I'm sure would irritate the shit out of me, but I just love that he's one of us and he's on our side and he gets under so many people's skin. Yeah, but also the dude's just, I mean, it's not like he says anything that disrespectful. He's just like, yeah, I like running the tush bush. Not everyone can do it. If everyone could do it, you know, they would do it. Or or like it's not like some crazy over the top thing. And and most of the time he's like celebrating. He's fired up about a call. He's he's yelling about something. Like, I, I don't mind uh a coach showing some emotion as long as it doesn't really uh mess things up uh, uh game flow wise. But I, I don't think I mean for the most part, I'm trying to imagine scenarios where it's really hurt him. I, I feel like for the most part the players like his energy and, and, you know, kind of feed off. Yeah, Yeah, it it definitely seems like the players like him. Um, I mean, he comes across kind of as cocky, so I can see if you're another fan base, like (laughs) how you wouldn't like him. but as an Eagles fan, you know, it's great. You're not going to like my comparison, but I feel like he, he's a a bit Sean Payton. Mm. uh, I think to other people. Well, hopefully he's a Super Bowl winner like Sean Payton. <laughs> I'll take uh, it. And and hopefully he can beat the Chiefs like Sean Payton did last week. I still don't know how that happened. All right. Uh, <laughs> time to get in, time to get into uh higher and lower brought to you by Prize Fix. Head over to prizefix.com slash SGPN. Get that hundred percent deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars when you use the promo code SGPN. You guys know how this works. Uh, pick some of our favorite higher and lowers uh, for the Eagles Cowboys game. Uh, right now, we got some rushing and receiving yards up. We got AJ Brown, DeAndre Swift, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts, Jake Elliott, uh, not rushing or receiving, field goals made, Devonta Smith. And then, of course, we can always fade some guys on the Cowboys. Uh, Justin, what are you liking uh, for this slate? Hey, I just want to check. Uh, we didn't hit the under on the Sam Howell yards bet last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think what he, did he hit like 400 yards. I, he beat it by halftime, I believe. I think it was like 230 or something. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I think I'm going to go swift. Uh, what's his What's his yardage? 56 and a half rushing yards. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take the over on him. I think that's the way to go. Um I think he could have a decent game here, and I think we'll we'll lean on the run a little bit more this game compared to. I'll last go. Year. I'll go. I'll go. Dallas Goddard over forty-one and a half receiving yards, higher, more, whatever you want to call it. There, more forty-one and a half receiving yards. I mean, I'm. J- I just keep going back to that uh, Kittle game, and he just looks so awesome. So uh, I, I imagine similar breakout performance here for Dallas Goddard. Rob, last one. Do you want another? Uh, do you want to, I don't know if we can do, I think we can do all three uh, of the same team on this on prize picks. So if you do want to uh, toss in another Eagle or we can always, uh, you know, look at what the Cowboys ones are as well. What are you feeling here? Uh, what did Justin pick? Justin Swift. Yeah. So, so far we have Swift over rushing or uh, over rushing yards, 56 and a half. Goddard, uh, higher 41 and a half rushing yards. I mean, what's AJ's? AJ is, I think he's like in the 80s. Uh, let me, oh, come on, give me the over. He ain't stopping that streak. <laughs> I know it's six games with 125 or more. It's crazy. They keep, they keep trying to, uh, 
make it uh make it like i'm sorry like they they keep upping his total but um 84 and a half so we have aj brown 84 and a half uh more dallas goddard 41 and a half receiving yards more deandre swift 56 and a half rushing yards more 25 dollar entry pays out 125 uh and actually let's see i think we do need yeah, sorry. We do need um a different team in there. I I messed up. So, uh what do we got? Let's let's pull in a Cowboy. We could uh CD Lambs available for his receiving yards. Dakota Rain Prescott is available passing yards. Which one do we want to fade there, Justin? Uh Dakota 253 and a half. Lower passing yards. And uh, yeah, that pays 10 to one 25 to win 250. We're in let's go prizefix.com slash SGPN. Get the hundred percent deposit match prize fix daily fantasy simplified. All right. Time for everyone's favorite part. Final score and MVE, AKA most valuable Eagle Rob kick us off. Uh, I am going to say I'm going to pick the win. We're at home. Hopefully the crowd will be fired up. Uh, I will say 34, 28. I think it will be relatively high scoring. I am going to say player of the game. I'm actually going to say Devonte Smith. I think, uh, you know, they are gonna make an effort to shut down AJ Brown. I don't think they will shut him down, but I think it's going to give Devonta Smith an opportunity to have a big game. Okay. Like it. Devonta getting a big game going. Justin, what are we looking at? Man, I'm going to keep it. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of low scoring, actually. I'm going to go 20, 21, 19. I'm going to say it's tight. I don't know if we cover. Uh, so I'll go 21, 19. And then Kenneth Gainwell is my. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to pick uh, Swift. Uh, Kenny Gainwell to have two touchdowns. I almost want to <laughs> bet that just in case it's the Kenny Gainwell game. I mean, wow. if we're close, I could definitely see Brian Johnson being like, all right, screw it. Let's hammer this in. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Swift. Uh, you know what? I think I think he could have a decent game for us rushing. Um, so I'll, I'll go with Swift again. Yeah, I mean, how do you not take AJ Brown? I'll put him in there. 35-17. AJ Brown continues his dominance and uh just adds to it. I also I do think Jalen Carter, big game on the other side, but my most valuable eagle, AJ Brown, always open himself. Hey, uh, make sure you smash that subscribe button, toss us a nice rating and review. For the Diehard Eagles podcast, I'm Sean Second the Money Green. For Rob, for Justin. Go birds. Go birds.